Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Set Lusting Bruce during Music Talks Week. Um, today we have the second part of our discussion with Martha Southgate. She explores her musical choices for the second half. Um, she tells more great stories, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, I will see you after the show to give you a few notes. All right, we're hitting the aughts. Okay, this one, I can't technically say the name, so I'm going to have to get creative because, holy cow. Um, It's by Martha Wainwright, and it came out in 2005, and it's a bloody mother effing (laughs) a-hole. Okay. Have you you guys heard of it? No. I know the song. I know the artist. The other Martha's great. Oh, and it's about her dad, Loudon Wainwright III, um, who wrote the song Daughter, which is um, Rob's and Molly's song that that they love. And and so this song kind of, uh, Molly was, uh, when I told her, I said that she loves this song. And I said, she goes, but I can't ever sing it. I was like, no, (laughs) one of those one of those things. But uh, when I told her that she wrote it about her dad who wrote daughter about her, she's like, boy, their relationship changed a lot since they were, you know. Um, but but I got this song off of Gillian Anderson's playlist. Um, she had created a playlist of a journey of her life. And I was listening to it. And this song, um, I think I listened to it for three days straight on loop because it hit me at such a time um, and was so um, desperately needed. Now it didn't, I didn't start listening to it until recently. So this was not like I was listening to it then, but it's when it was, when it was um, released. So I went with that, but, um, but anyway, this, what it says is um, uh, I'll give you some of the, some yeah, of the I just, I was just, I, I Googled the lyrics mm-hmm. and uh, I'm reading this. This is a very powerful song. It is Martha. a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and uh, um, so here I have, uh, you say my time here has been some sort of joke that I've been messing around, some sort of incubating period for when I really come around. I'm cracking up and you have no idea, no idea how it feels to be on your own in your own home with the effing phone and the mother of gloom in your bedroom, standing over your head with her hand in your head, with your, with her hand in your head. I will not pretend. I will not put on a smile. I will not say I'm all right for you when all I wanted was to be good, to do everything in truth. Um, This song represents my family of origin and, and the only people I've ever um, had relationship with that was not authentic and was not true to who I am in my core and everywhere else in my world um, is so different than than the than how I am with these people and no longer with these people but when I when I was still in relationship with them and um, and it really uh, resonates with me the you know I will not pretend you know I will not put on a smile I will not say I'm all right for you because the whole thing was about masking and about uh, about denying my truth and denying the truth of our situation and our family and um, and having to be forced to live a lie my whole life. And so um, this really about killed me when I heard it the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, like she just 
said it so beautifully. And, um, and I was sitting there actually, you know, the, the first time that the lyrics really, really, you know, hit me. Um, I was actually holding the phone, um, trying to call my mom and I kept dialing and it would, I wouldn't hit send. And so then it would disappear off the phone again. And then I'd have to read it. So I had to redial like 50 times because I was like, just, just hit send, you know, but then I, the whole time I'm like, but I can't lie anymore. I'm not going to pretend for you. So if I hit this button, I have to be honest. And I, if I hit this button, we have to be authentic. And I don't know that we're capable of doing that 50 years in, you know what I mean? So, so hearing those words, um, you know, that you have no idea what it's like, you know, what it feels like to be on your own in your own home with the, with the effing phone. And I'm sitting there holding the phone going, Oh my God. And the mother of gloom, you know, in your bedroom, in your head, like just with her hand in your head, like to me, that was so powerful and so visually stunning and so accurate for what I felt like. And, um, and so, yeah, so that sort of marks the, this time in my life where, where I'm saying it ends here because nowhere else in my life am I inauthentic and I can't do that anymore. Like, it, it was never okay for me and, um, and now it's really, really not okay. And, and I'm, never, I'm never going back to that. Well so, done. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's such a story of empowerment and a story of embracing what you are and what you want to be. Yes. Um, it's lovely. Just so yeah. lovely. It's a beautiful, and her, her, her voice. I mean, when you, like reading the words doesn't even begin to do it justice, but her voice and the way she says the title over and over and over, and you think those words would be ugly or you think those words would be angry yeah, and they're not, they're sad and they're so full of hurt and they're so beautiful. And she's just saying it over and over and over. And you just feel that pain of it doesn't have to be this way. You're choosing this and you need to stop because you're being this, you know, like you're just being a bloody. But it's but it's such it's just so beautiful. For you, you are, I just say my time here has been some sort of joke. That I've been messing around Some sort of incubating period But when I really come around I'm cracking out And you have no idea No idea how it feels To be on your own In your own home With the fucking phone And the mother of gloom In your bedroom Yet again, thank you. And I will re-listen to that and listen to it through a different light. Have you also listened to Dinner 8 by Rufus Wainwright? No, but I will write it. I'm, I'm writing all these down that you guys are so, talking about. <laughs> so Dinner at 8 by yeah. Rufus 
Wainwright. I love is, Rufus, yeah. So that's Rufus's song to his dad. Like, <gasps> oh. Um, and yeah. let's just let's just say, I mean, Larry <laughs> Wainwright is now 72. He's actually somebody I really liked in his early days. He's still touring. He was actually in Glasgow last week, I think. My understanding is that they are still have a relationship. Clearly, he's got a lot of stuff to look back on. Um, yeah. One of one of my biggest musical regrets was we had tickets. So I have my sort of list of here's the great gigs I've been to, and then here's the gigs that we either missed or had tickets to and missed. Okay. Um, probably my biggest, and we went to see the the Queen film last night, was that I turned down tickets for Live Aid. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I'd, I'd been down to London to see Springsteen the weekend before and didn't want to make the trip twice. Oh, okay. So I, de- I decided to watch it on television. Not my smartest decision. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we had tickets to see. It was a Christmas show at the Albert Hall with Kate and Anna McGarrigal and with Rufus and Martha. And there's also a Luce, Lucy Roche Wainwright. So it was basically the family other than oh. the dad. Wow. Um, we, for reasons I won't go into, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't make it. And then um, Kate McGarrigal died the following year. And there is, again, it's probably now on Netflix, but you can certainly get it on DVD. There is a memorial concert that they all did, which is just incredibly moving and absolutely brilliant. But, uh, yeah, those those two songs are are, are an interesting pair. Um, oh, I'm going to have to listen to it now. <laughs> I'm not sure how you feel if you're the father listening to those no, two. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, as a, as a mom, you know, I tell my daughter all the time, especially having had a, a difficult relationship uh with my parents and and having obligations put on me that you know that that aren't appropriate um or you know i i tell her all the time when you you know you make your choices when you're grown if we haven't created a a place that you want to come back to you're not obligated to come back like that's on us you know And if and if you want if you don't want to come home for Christmas, Christmas is just a day of the year. We can do Christmas any. We could say Christmas is on the twenty eighth or January fourth, right? Or yeah. February eighteenth. It doesn't matter. It's a day. And and if we want to celebrate it a different day, we can celebrate it a different day. If we if we want to if you want to go to a cabin with your friends, you go do that. And you don't have to be here we're fine we were fine before you got here we're going to be fine after you're gone we we love you and we'd love to hang out with you but that's not that shouldn't be your goal in life you know is to please us and so i did say though you'll like this um i said to her but understand that dad and i are going to be sending you selfies from disney world giving you the finger Yeah. Yes. Like, we're going to be in Paris with the Eiffel Tower behind us, giving you the finger, going, "Hope you're enjoying the cabin with your friends, loser." You know. So like, that's yeah. our family. Like, we tease each other, you know. But it's like, it's. I'm like, you have to accept the consequences. <laughs> that that so we're going to go do. We're going to go do cool stuff without you. But I, um, I but, love, yeah. I love the contrast of the remarkable informed visionary hey it's a free world you know it's your choice there's no obligation but if you make that choice you're really gonna suffer <laughs> yeah and, and... Like, but we're gonna totally you. give you the finger and like send you selfies you know but um she's like oh my god that's so you you guys would totally do that i'm like we'd be kidding you know but yeah yeah okay. well 
you know, I'm I'm living that right now. You know, yes. Chris is 29. Um, you know, he him and Erica live together. They're planning the wedding this summer. Kind of in late November, Chris and I were talking and I said, "You know, we really try hard to give you guys space." Mhm. And he said, yeah, he says, in fact, for a while there, I was like, hey, does mom and dad not like me anymore? (laughs) And, and, and I said, you know, Chris, if it was our way, you know, we'd see you and Erica every weekend, but, um, we want that to be very, you know, you have an open, you know, door and this is still your home. And so, yeah, it, it absolutely. And we, this Christmas was our first Christmas where he was not with us. He was with her parents in Colorado. And so we specifically, Linda said, I can't stay home. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to be too sad. I'm glad he's with um, Erica's parents. I mean, I think it's the right thing to do. But if we have Christmas at our house, it's just going to feel like this big hole. Yeah. So we went and visited family all that weekend, went to three different houses over the five days and had an absolutely lovely a holiday and then you know and she missed him a little bit and I missed him a little bit we talked on the phone but it was absolutely good so and the other thing that, that I learned yeah the mm-hmm. other thing I learned from my mom is my side of the family has a lot of divorces and remarriages and so there's extended families and you know people to take and mom would always say okay Saturday the 18th that's mm-hmm. my Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, we're going to open, we're going to do the tree. I'm going to have dinner. We're going to celebrate everyone. Just then don't worry about Christmas Eve, Christmas day. Yeah. And yeah. I always thought that was genius on her part because mm-hmm. not only did it make easier for people, but she got more people visiting her that way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I, I always tell Molly, you know, you're not responsible for our feelings. It's up to us to manage yeah. our feelings. And so, so we do the same, like, you know, um, you're going to go do that. Okay. Then we'll, we'll find something, you know, there, there are lots of things we enjoy being together. You know, he's yeah. my best friend and, and we have endless things to do and endless, you know, um, you know, new inv- adventures, you know, to, and, and, um, and we're always creating new, co- new businesses. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't leave us alone for any period of time because we will have 10 new projects. But, yeah. um, but yeah, but I, but it's the same thing. It's, it's saying we'll manage our feelings. You go do your, you live your life yeah. and let us leave us to manage how that makes us feel, but that doesn't reflect on you. And it's not your responsibility, um, for us to be happy. And, and um and or for us to be whole you don't have to be here for that and um and actually like we're the worst because she she's so much more mature than we are that um and we have food allergies and she'll be like you can't eat that like you want so the second she's gone oh my god he and i are like rebelling teenagers and we will Mm -hmm. go to the store and buy everything she won't let us eat and we will inhale it and then go can she smell it on us you know this this she's this, gonna come home and smell it on us yeah this reminds me that my um my son callum who's now 28 but literally i think he was 13 and he uttered the phrase it's such a challenge bringing parents up these days oh my god that is our daughter yeah she looked at me the one day and she goes i cannot believe that i'm having to tell my child i mean my mother 
<laughs> and yeah. I said, oh, let me explain to you what a Freudian slip is, because that was it right there. Um, <laughs> but, oh, well, my God, so funny. Yeah. You know, I, I knew that we had done a lot of things right when it was um, Easter Sunday. We had all gone to Mass, and so you know it's huge crowd. And um, Linda had saw a friend of hers. And so she went to go talk to her. And so so she was off, and I was heading to the car. And Chris came to me and said, okay, you stay here. I'm going to go get mom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so and he went and got Linda and brought back. And it was truly like he was the parent. Like, yes. okay, you stay here. I'm oh going to go get God. your sister. And, so and it was, yes, it, it was. Um, and, and yes. Yeah. So that's wonderful. And, and you and I, you and I, Jesse, have to look forward to that happening more and more. Oh, <laughs> yes, God. Oh, absolutely. No. Um, um, did Dan wander off again? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, oh, no. Um, and, and I, the other thing I love about this story is you and Rob's togetherness. Mm -hmm. um, during the bad times when Chris was at his teenage rebellion and, and pushing in his early college years, um, when th there'd be harsh words mm -hmm. between, especially Linda and Chris, they, I mean, Chris and I had our problems too, but it was much more, um, Linda and Chris, because I think they're so alike. Mm. Um, Linda would say, look, I've been friends with your dad way longer than you. <laughs> you can't split us apart. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're a team and we're uh, going to be a team after you're gone. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's hard for the only child because they do feel like the third wheel yeah. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And it, when, the, especially when the, when the parents are, are so connected and, and, you know, so yeah, it's, um, we try to, we try to balance that out a little bit, but it is, it's, it's hard to, it is. But yeah. one of the great things now is um, Chris just goes, I was young and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, you know, and then, you know, and that kind of ends the picking, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, I guess he, you know, he just embraces in that. So absolutely wonderful. Okay. So now we're up to, okay. to um, current. -ish. Current. Yeah. Okay. So this one, um, I did Brave by Sarah Beret. And I think that's how you say your last name. Yes. Um, and the reason I picked this one is because it is um, when I turned 50, actually just before I turned 50, when I realized I was about to turn 50 because it hit me like a, a, a freight train. Well, those are slow. It hit me like a really fast moving train, whatever mm -hmm. that would be. Um, and I, I, someone said it one day and all of a sudden I went, what? And they're like, well, when you're you're going to be 50, I was like, I'm, I'm not what? No. And, and I'm like, where, where did that come from? I'm, I'm 38. I'm pretty sure I'm 38. And they're like, no, you're 50 in two months, you know? So I went to bed. Like I actually took to my bed and had a freak out. And I was like, where to go? I wasted all my time. Like I'm 50, you know, I, and it, it just, it just hit in, in the most painful way. And, and I just thought, I don't, I, I, I don't know how I got here and I don't know how I wasn't intentional with those yeah. years. Yeah. And, and I, and I felt like 
I screwed everything. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, I can't get it back. I can't get that time back. And now I'm, I'm too late. Like, oh, my God. You know, and it just it was brutal. And I had a very, very difficult summer and just kept like I, I just could I, I was doing just enough to to function to get Molly where she needed to be. <laughs> but beyond that, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm like, I'm toast. I can't even process what I've done with my life. And so um, in August, then so I so we turned I turned 50 in June and then Rob turned 50 in July. And um, in August, uh, I started reading. We were going to um, Rob. Rob got me a VIP package um, for Wizard World Chicago to meet Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny. And I'm a huge mm. X-Files fan, but I have been a closeted X-Files fan for 25 years. Like, I would not talk about it. I didn't meet people. I didn't go to, they were at wizard world Chicago two years ago. I had press passes. I would not even go in the room, like the celebrity room, like, which is massive. I was like, I, I'll, I'll die. I'll embarrass myself. Like, I, and I regretted that for, for two years. So he saw this and he's like, I'm getting you this and, and you're going to go and you're going to meet them. And, 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 you know, you're going to push through this and you're going to meet. So so Jillian had come out with a book called We Women Everywhere, and it's a manifesto for women. Um, she wrote with her best friend, which and it's all about the the things she wished she had been told in her 20s. So all of sort of their life lessons they've learned in the, and Jillian turned 50 in August. So we all turned 50 at the same time. And um, so it's it. It, yeah, so it was kind of timely. So I was reading her book, and it it changed my life in that moment. Like it got me out of bed, and and I really just turned a corner. And um, so when so when we went up to meet her, um, now I don't know if you've ever met celebrities at at a comic con, but you get like thirty seconds, yeah. you know. Yeah. And. So I was anticipating that, like, oh, God, I'm just going to be able to go, hi, you know, okay, um, hi. And then she'll just say, what do you want me to sign? So instead, we got up there, and she says to Molly, oh, how old are you? And Molly's like, oh, I'm 11. You know, she's like, oh, my son is 11, you know. And and then I, I, you know, I, I handed her the book, and I said, you know, I turned 50 in June. And she's like, oh, I turned 50. I said, or she's, I, said we, I just I turned 50. She's like, oh, my God. Well, you know, so I was like, I'm June. He's July. You are August. You know, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and and I so I told her the story. And I said, I'm, I said, you know, your book got me out of bed. And she just, her eyes welled up with tears. And she was like, thing. And she wrote on the um uh, thank you for sharing your story. Welcome to the rest of your life on the book. And then, oh, fantastic. And fantastic. then she, she starts, she, she was like writing it and she goes, Oh, I forgot how to write. And, and hmm. I started laughing. I go, oh, that's okay. I forgot how to read. And then Molly's like, Oh, I do that all the time, which is true. Cause she's our absent minded professor. And I said, Oh my God, one time Molly was three and she forgot how to sit down and she's yelling to us and we come upstairs and she's like, mommy, and she's doing this weird thing. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I can't remember how to sit. She couldn't remember how to go from standing to sitting um, cross-legged on the floor. And it was really funny, but that's her, like her brain is going at such a whirlwind that she loses the easy things a lot of times. 
<laughs> and so, um, so Jillian was dying. She goes, one time I forgot how to drive. She goes, I'd already been driving for 10 years and I forgot how to drive. I got behind the wheel and just went, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yes. And we all t- started telling our stories. We had so much time with That's her. That's fantastic. That's awesome. And, and she just kept talking and we were laughing. And then somebody behind us was taking pictures and we didn't know. So we have the most wonderful pictures of her. Like it, just, it was, it was a really cool experience, but anyway. Um, and what was, was the book? What's the book called? Martha? It's called we women everywhere. And, um, and so it's just, it was just a beautiful thing. And it got me, um, it, I did the exercise though. Like I'm doing the things I said, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it slow. So I'm not all the way finished, but I'm like trying to really apply it. Um, but it was it was really powerful for me. And so what I decided at that point was I am going to do 50 things this year that I have never done before. Wow. And I'm oh, gonna, that's so cool. Yeah. So I have lived my life in fear. I've lived my life hiding. I you know, and that's why we were laughing before. I'm like, yeah, I'll put Rob up there. and go, I'll hide mm-hmm. behind you and then I'll push you out of the way once I'm coming. You know, and so I was like, I'm done kind of pushing them out of the way. Like, let me just stand on my own two feet. And so um, our friend has a has this beautiful camper, a beautiful trailer that is um, parked permanently at a at a really cool campground, almost like a resort. And she lets us use it all the time. And it's about two and a half hours away. And so it's a nice little getaway. And it's nicer than anywhere we've ever lived. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's got a, a deck and a screen room and, and it's just fantastic. And so she's been letting us use it. Um, uh, and last summer we used it quite often and I would go and just kind of center myself. And so I was walking the one night and I called him at the camper and I said, can you come meet me? I said, just put something, put the TV on for Molly. She'll be fine. Just come meet me. And and he walked up and I, and I said, um, I'm supposed to do the keynote for the Women in Podcasting Festival. And his jaw, I mean, this guy has known me for 32 years and his jaw just dropped to the floor. And he was like, I have been praying for you to realize. And he's like, I would never have pushed you. I would never have have put that pressure on. He's like, but I just was praying that you would realize. And I was like, yeah, I have to do it. So don't talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to freak out and then find a way to bail. I'm like, so just leave me alone and know that I'm going to do it. And I did. I wrote a talk, which I'd never done before. I I got up in front of people plus film. And like it was it was video on video. And um, and I just sat there telling my, you know, so much like I flayed myself open. I was like, I am going to really do this. Like if I'm going to get up there and talk to women about using their voice. I am going to tell my story. And so this song I listened I, to. I see the connection to the song. That is really It's taking me a while, but uh, I'm no, getting there, right? That's inspirational. So so, um, so this song I listened to on loop. Um, I asked for help. I talked to people to give me tools so that I could actually do this because I have such paralyzing um public speaking stage fright, you know? And, and I was like, so um, one of my friends said, do a Superman pose. I was like, I don't know. I go, I'm going to fall over. She goes, not that one. <laughs> not the one where he's flying. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about that. Uh, you know, I am not that superhero person. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. So she showed me and she's like, do it for three minutes, like hold it for three minutes and it'll make you feel powerful. And then 
Um, you know, so I was trying to use all, everybody's tools, you know, and, and this song, I just kept on loop. And um, so it says, um, you can be amazing. You can turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. You can be the outcast or be the backlash of somebody's lack of love, or you can start speaking up. Um, nothing's going to hurt you the way that words do when they settle neath your skin, kept on the inside and no sunlight. Sometimes a shadow wins, but I wonder what would happen if you say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be brave with what you want to say and let the words fall out. And, um, and for me, my whole life, it was, don't you talk. Don't you dare tell anybody what's going on. Don't you dare ever, ever, ever allude to the fact that there is something wrong. You have that smile on your face and you get through it and you shut up. And actually, I went to a therapist. I had a doctor who sent me because I had an ulcer. And he's like, go to I want you to go to this therapist. And my the woman called our house. And my mom told her she's never coming back. Anything she, anything that's wrong, she can handle on her own. And um, so that was sort of my life was like this. It does not exist. You close your eyes and you push it away and it doesn't uh, and you do not talk about it. So for me to get up there in front of people <laughs> and say it out loud and with people staring at me that I don't know and um and knowing that it's being filmed and knowing that um, it's being recorded and this is permanent and what I say is going to, um, you know, live on. Um, yeah, but I, I did it anyway. And I was like, you know what? I might suck and I'm probably going to suck, you know, and and I and it might not. Um, it's it, it, I don't know how to how to word what I'm trying to say, but. But I just kept telling myself, there's one person maybe that needs to hear what I have to say. Absolutely. And if there's yes. one person that gets something out of this, then I can do this. I can be strong and I can be brave and I can get up there and do it if, if it helps one person, if one person needs to hear what I have to say. And, um, and I talked a lot about, you know, having a daughter and the pressure of, you know, we could wear our T-shirts with our with our feminist words and all that. But if I'm bashing myself, if I'm talking about how fat I am or that I can't be seen in this outfit or whatever, then, then those words on the shirt just become sound bites and they have no meaning. There's no power behind them. And, and so I was talking a lot about that and, and, um, and then, and, uh, you know, the power of our words. And um, so, uh, yeah, so that, so I'm going to get to another part of the lyrics there. My phone shut off again. There we go. Um, and then uh, uh, everybody's been there. Everybody's been stared down by the enemy, fallen for the fear and done some disappearing. Bow down to the mighty. Don't run. Stop holding your tongue. Maybe there's a way out of the cage where you live. Maybe one of these days you can let the light in and show me how big your brave is. Yeah, so fantastic. I did. Yeah. I did it. And so then I was like, OK, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do 49 other things that are scary. And um uh, and I actually have my list, <laughs> but really? I don't know that I need, if you want me to read it, I can. Um, how, I, ma how, ma how many have you done? 28. Wow. And I have wow. till June to finish. So I, do you want me to read them really fast um, or do you not have time? No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to decide if, do you want to share the ones you've done? 
and then we have you back. That's what I've done. Yeah. And then have back have you back and uh, to celebrate your birthday that you do. Okay. Yes. I would love to do that. Yeah. All right. That sounds perfect. Okay, so 50 things I did after 50 is what I called it, okay? Um, I love this. I got out of bed. I took a walk. Uh, The walk was really important. That's why I put that, because I used to walk every day, and then I went to bed. And so taking that first walk was such a powerful step. So that's why I put took a walk. I told the truth. I felt the pain. I let go. When it rained, I let it. Um, I played volleyball in my bathing suit. Um, I, I publicly fangirled. I volunteered to be in a documentary uh, about X-Files. Um, I put on costumes and allowed myself to be part of the story. I dueled. I found beauty in all things. I attempted to host a game show. I gave a keynote address. I hosted an event. I accepted praise. I didn't get sucked in. I noticed, named it, felt it, and let it go. I got therapy. I volunteered to get interviewed on a podcast about music that is important to me. Gee, does that sound familiar? Wow. Um, I connected with my fandom on Tumblr. I volunteered to be a beta for X-Files fanfic. That was, I loved to edit. And I was like, they needed something. I was like, oh my God, I'm totally putting myself out there. Um, I allowed myself to get paid. Never in my life have I, have I accepted that. Um, I have always tried to do volunteer or I have taken it in a horrible way, you know, like a, like, sure. And, or devalued myself. So that was a big deal. Um, I assistant directed a a show. Um, I accepted help. I accepted positive personal feedback. I acted in a commercial the other day, which I was, was really crazy. And I called my mom. So that's my list so far. Nice. So. It's a real, it's a real honor to be one of the twenty-eight. Seriously, yes, that's, it that's, is very much. That's in- inspirational stuff. And um, given given there is eleven years between us, if I may, the good news is that life really does begin at fifty. Yes, I so, agree. So uh, I was uh, Laura and I got married when I was fifty-one. Um, but I have to say, the last ten years have been. Uh, well, now eleven years have been uh, have been great years. So uh, oh, it's uh, it sounds like you've started brilliantly, and you are going to have so much fun. Very brief, very briefly, it's but it, it, that you you can remember when you suddenly realised you were going to be fifty because um, I have a similar experience of around being sixty, and it was actually, in fact, a really good friend that I'm travelling down to see in a couple of days, but um, guy who was our best man. And I can tell you where we were, everything. We're in this restaurant and he was talking and he's a massive cricket fan. Okay. Um, And he basically said that him and his wife were going to go down to Australia to watch the Ashes. And, you know, it's a massive trip. And I said, that's fantastic, John. He said, well, I decided that, no, Helen decided that we needed to celebrate my 60th properly. And I looked at him and went, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I'm 60 in January. And I literally, I looked at him and said, don't be stupid. Of course you're not. And he, looked at, he looked at me and he said, you, you say that, Terry, because if I'm 60 in January, that means you're 58 in May. Yeah. And it literally was this moment where I'm going, what, what, what? what? You know, it was like the, I think the, the first time any of my friends had ever used the, the word 60. It's, it is, <laughs> right. It's, it's brutal. It's and it's like, oh, my God. And it, it was exactly oh. that feeling of I demand a recount. You know, yes somebody's somebody's stolen 10 years what's going because where did it go and how did i get here without 
without yeah. knowing it. Like, why yeah. did I, why did I get so complacent yeah. in my life that those years didn't count, that those years well, didn't matter? And there's also and, the thing that's like, okay, very funny. Now just take me back to 30. And yes. I've now done the rehearsal, you know, let's yeah. go and do yeah. it again. <laughs> yes. I am with you on that one. I, I like, you know, give me 38 again. That was nice. You know, my, my early thirties were still a little rough, but my later thirties were pretty good. And my forties, I, I think I did a good job in my forties of sort of functioning, but, but now I'm like, okay, no, no, now I can, I can make it count. I a volunteer, um, my daughter and I have volunteered in a school, an elementary school on uh, Thursday mornings for, it's our fourth year. And so she was eight years old tutoring second grade reading. Okay. Um, and we taught, uh, taught third grade math and, and, and work with kindergartners. So we've been doing this for four years. And um, so one of the kindergartners said to me uh, last, last year, um, she, two of them came up to me and they said, how old are you? And I said, I'm going to be 50. Can you believe it? And, and they were like, no, I go, I don't think I look that old. And the one goes, no, you don't. And then she goes, but your hair is old. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel you on that one, you know, but, um, but it was, it was so cute. Cause she was, you know, she was so, um, she was very sweet about it. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it, it doesn't, um, I, I feel I'm much better now and I feel, um, very hopeful and very excited about the, this year coming up. And, um, now that we just transitioned to 2019 and, um, I made it through the holidays, the last few holidays, I have lost a friend, um, who was 42 and left behind her two-year-old daughter, um, mm. died in her living room and her hospital bed, um, and it was brutal, brutal Christmas. And then my dad died the next Christmas. And um, so we have sort of been in grieving mode for for a long time in our house. And Molly was doing a play this Christmas um, where she was the lead and a professional play in Chicago. And she played a girl whose grandfather was dying of cancer. And Molly and my dad were quite close. Um, he was able to be for her what he couldn't be for me. And so I was very grateful for that. Um, and uh, so um, so she uh, so it was she had to go out there for 20 performances and talk about flaying open your soul. She had she, this monologue she had to deliver was all about, you know, we'll never have another picnic with this person again. You'll never do this. Like it's a void. And she's just putting it out there. And then she would, she was talking to this winter wolf and, and she'd say, you howl um, because of something I don't remember. And she goes, but we howl because we hurt. And then oh, wow. she does this gut wrenching mm. howl and everyone in the audience is sobbing, you know, but <laughs> here is this 11 year old who has to put her grief and and her pain on display 20 times in front of strangers. And, and it was just such a powerful thing to watch. And, um, and she did it so beautifully. And so um, like, she just, it's acting to her is like breathing. She doesn't think anything of it. And, and she actually thought she was bad at it for a while. Cause she was like, 
why does everyone think it's such hard work? <laughs> she's yeah. like, I just get out there and, and she's like, maybe I'm not good. You know, maybe I'm not good at it. And we're like, no, no, that's not the case. It's just that yeah. it's natural for you. But, but just, yeah. So we've kind of come out of this, this period of our lives and survived another holiday. And, and, um, and we did a thing like you were talking about how you just changed up your holiday. Well, this year, um, we at, we were all up at like 1130 at night on Christmas Eve. And I just looked at everybody and said, what are we doing? Let's just go open presents now. <laughs> Let's just take mm-hmm. the pressure off. So we put Christmas music on and and the fake fireplace on the TV and made it nice and cheesy, you know, and we're like, hey, let and we just opened presents now. It's like we need to not have it be what it always was. You're you're allowed to. You can yeah. do yes, what you are. It was really fun. And yeah. I was like, okay, I might actually able to be able to do the holidays again if it doesn't have to be uh, us trying to recreate what it used to be because it's never going to be that. Um, no, no. Sure. Move on. So anyway, there you go. No, I, I love this pick <laughs> uh, partly because when Linda was um, training for her Ironman, um, she played this song over and mm. over and over again. Um, and it's the idea, and, and I love the lyrics yes. of, I want to see you be brave. Yes. Not be brave. I yes. want to see you. You know, I, I, I and it, it just this, <clears throat> and I think so much about courage is sometimes you make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to do the things that make you uncomfortable the things you're afraid to do um is is a really um something we all should do whether we're in our 20s 30s 40s 50s or 60s so um i I just love that choice it is um a song that i heard a lot Mm -hmm. while linda was training and i just each time was stuck by how beautiful it was and i love the sentiment yeah and when when uh, I was thinking about it in terms of this audience, and and the the one the lines that say, and since your history of silence won't do you any good, did you think it would? Let your words be anything but empty. Why don't you tell them the truth? And I was like, yeah, I can't tell my family. I can't. I still can't address it, you know, with my family. Yeah. But I can tell these people. Like, yes. it doesn't have to be empty anywhere else. And and so, yeah, you have a history of silence, but no one's silencing you anymore, you know. And when I start, I first wrote a chapter in a book. I was asked to write a book about, or a chapter about um, creativity and entrepreneurship and how you're creative. And um, so I had to address the fact that uh, that was killed, you know, like they were, that was stifled. Um, and mm-hmm. not not respected and not, uh, you know, when I was growing up and um, very much something to be ashamed of and not something to embrace. And um, and I, I had to write about, you know, elements of my family. And and did you guys ever see the movie Tangled with yes. Rapunzel? She leaves the tower and then she's swinging and she's like, Wee! and she's so excited and then she's crying in the corner and then she's swinging again and then she's crying in the corner. That was me writing that, that chapter because <laughs> I was betraying the, my captors, you know, I yes. was betraying the people that had abused me and it was terrifying uh, because I was doing exactly what I was trained not to do. And, uh, but at the same time I was being true to myself. And so I was elated and sort of excited and feeling like I'm being authentic and, 
and this is me and I'm actually getting to see who I am. And, and then I'd be crying going, Oh my God, Oh my God, they're going to kill me. You know, like this is going <laughs> to, this is going to be bad, you know? And, um, and I read this quote that said, if they wanted you to remember them fondly, they should have behaved better. Well, and said. I, and I was like, done. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> you should have freaking behaved better because I'm going to tell the story, you know? So, Absolutely. you know, it, it, so yeah, so that, so that song really, um, you know, uh, just really reminds me every time I need to do something that's scary, I just put it on in my headphones and I'll just go, okay, okay, okay. I you know, it. it's a reminder yeah. that, 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 that life wasn't working and the, those beliefs aren't valid and they're not real. And so you want to keep doing that? Do you really think it's going to work out for you? Because this other way is a hell of a lot better and actually helps people and, you know, and um, gives you a, a real life as opposed to this, um, you know, and is this what you want Molly to see? Everybody's been there, everybody's been stared down by the enemy. Falling for the fear and don't disappearing. Bow down to the mighty. Don't run. Stop holding your tongue. Maybe there's a way out of the cage where you live. Maybe one of these days you can let the light in. Show me how big your brave is. Say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I wanna see you be brave. What you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I wanna see you be brave. And since your history of silence won't do you any good, did you think it would? Let your words be anything but empty. Why don't you tell them the truth? Say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be brave. What you go there's my life in songs <laughs> first off thank you for your candor and your opening your heart so much rob had said he says you know i've talked to martha a little bit about what she's going to do i think there will be a few tears <laughs> and there has there's been happy tears because uh -huh. i'm proud of you um Aww. so much um because sharing so much of yourself is just a gift that you're giving us, and so I appreciate it. Terry, any overall thoughts you want to share? Absolutely. Um, the same thoughts and comments, really, Jesse, that just says, Martha, I mean, we said at the start about if you do a podcast, do people think they know you well? Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean this warmly and affectionately. Um, I certainly feel I know you a lot more than, obviously, when we started, and I think you know, finishing on a song with Brave, it's, I think it's brave to come on anything like this or just to talk to people and 
admit one what your experiences have been to the stuff that frightens you the challenges you face um i know i look and you know one of the great lessons for me in the last 18 months of you know finishing work and whilst i thoroughly enjoyed 90 percent of it you know life in a corporate environment and all of that is realizing in the last 18 months how much more choice we have on what we do um you know what we try and all of those things so i'm <laughs> this may seem a funny thing to say but i think all of our all the podcasts so far have been great but i really look forward to listening back to this one oh yes. thank you, you i know, agree um and i also know that my wife laura will definitely be listening to this one Aww. so uh yeah i, thank, I will thank have you to, so much yeah oh, i will my pleasure Linda does not normally listen to the podcast, um, yeah. and I will say, okay, next time we're on a road trip, you need to hear this one. This Aww. one's been pretty special. So thank, thank you, Martha. Thank you so much. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah, no. thank you. Um, it was fun. Thank you guys yeah, for having me. Yeah, it was great. Me. All right, great so if someone wants to share how much they enjoyed it, Martha, how can they reach you? I suppose Southgate Media Group at gmail.com okay. would be the best way. Um, just send an email. And Terry, you're at on Twitter uh, at uh, Terry Scrabble, and people can email me on Terry SMI at hotmail.com. And I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. You can reach the show at Set Lessing Bruce on Twitter, and uh, we have an email address Set Lessing Bruce at gmail.com. And we will be um, we are in the process of spinning. Tea Time with Terry to its own show. Um, oh, and so exciting. we'll have all that communication. Yes. Yeah. Um, we just think it's uh, perfect. Though I'm hoping Terry will let me hang around as much as possible. As much as you yeah. want. To. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you want to be on the show and share your musical journey, though you may be a little intimidated after having Martha, oh, but that's okay. <laughs> Everyone's story is unique. Um, I'm a firm believer that um, every Springsteen fan has a story to share, and I want to capture them. And I believe everyone has can tell the story of their life through Tea Time with Terry. So we want as many people reach out to us as we talked about on setlessingbruce at gmail.com or get Terry immediately. Send Terry an email at his email address and tell us you want to be on the show, and we can work this out. Um, any final thoughts, Martha? No, I'm just grateful for the experience. I love, love, love talking about music. And, um, and this was a really nice, um, it was a, a really nice way for me to look back and, oh, and that's... see these, like these beautiful little moments and just go, oh, look at that. Like, and see how far I've come and see, um, you know, who's, who's still here after all yeah. these years, you know? And so it was very special. It was a really, um, a, a very therapeutic exercise and I appreciate it. Well, I think that isn't what, and I won't, I will speak for Terry and then I'll have him step in. I do not believe that was what the original intent was, no. right? As Terry said, <laughs> this was just for a chance for me to enter, spend some time with people and hear some good music. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes, um, whatever God or the universe works in mysterious ways and it becomes more than you think it is. And so I'm so glad 
that we have this premise. Terry, any final thoughts? I was I was literally sat here with a big smile on my face, thinking <laughs> if eighteen eighteen months ago when I had my first friend round to sit in the basement and listen to some music, if you'd have um, you know, I don't like the phrase, but you know, if you'd have played the video of in eighteen months' time, it'll be a Sunday afternoon and you'll have a dialogue like we've just had, I wouldn't have believed it. So uh, hey, fifty is yeah. a great decade and sixty yeah. is turning into a pretty good one as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. So thank you, Martha. Thank you, Terry. Linda's looking at me like, you know you've been talking almost two hours, oh right? My gosh. Yes. <laughs> I am so long winded. <laughs> oh, I have loved it. So Listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And um, let us know what you think. We'll talk to you soon. Martha, my dear, though I spend my days in conversation, please remember me, Martha, my love. There you go. The second half of Martha's Tea Time with Terry. Um, I hope you enjoyed this kind of lost episode. Martha told great stories. It was wonderful talking to her. If you want to get more stories like this, go to your favorite podcast player and look for Music Talks Terry Smith. Like and subscribe. Download his episodes. And uh, you'll get more great stories for this. You can reach Terry at musictalkspod at outlook.com. He's available on Twitter at musictalkspod. There is a Facebook page. Please go and like it. And uh, you can reach me at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show, uh, Set Lessing Bruce, has its Facebook page and on Twitter at Set Lessing Bruce. So reach out to us. You can also go to our Patreon page. We have some pretty cool rewards for different tiers. We would appreciate you checking that out. And uh, coming up tomorrow, we have more music talks. So until then, keep hope alive. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.